Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. Belly up to the bar. We got Friday. Lots to discuss. Lots of games. No more teams on a bye. Quite the game last night. It's my dad's birthday. Happy birthday to my dad. Um, and we'll be heading over there for pizza and family and whatnot this, this evening. Um, that'll be fun. Um, what else is going on? Let's just talk about the, last night's game, I guess. Let's just bust right into it. Um, was in a way, it was kind of like, you know, if I told you yesterday, one of these teams made too many mistakes, one of these teams wasn't able to throw down field, you would think it'd be the other way around. You know, the, it was Kansas City that made the mistakes, and the Raiders, instead of the Raiders, who always have a ton of penalties and more issues than they should have, and that's kind of a historical Raider thing. Um, not that they were short on penalties and things in this game, but Alex Smith threw the ball really well, played really well, threw the ball downfield on a cold night, but not a blustery or windy night, or it didn't seem like there was any rain or snow of any sort, and Carr's really struggling, and I have to think it's the pinky, you know, that he favors that thing so much on his throwing hand, and and he it, 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 we've seen enough of this guy to say he's a good thrower of the football. You know? <laughs> I mean, and he's missing guys. He's not putting a lot on it. He's, you know, the, and that's how this game is sometimes. I mean, sometimes you, you guy play hurt and he'll take heat that, you know, he, he cars a bomb. He's, you know, why would they talk about him in the MVP? And meanwhile, his fingers are in, you know, in tatters and you and I couldn't even pick up a football with our a finger in that state. But anyways, it's one of the things that stood out. I thought that early muff, punt was going to cost them huge didn't um i think it's clear that just a couple notes you know osemily was missed a lot in this game you know they're paying him gigantic money and he's worth it he's a great left guard um they did run the ball but i just imagine if he would have been in there from the start how much different this game would been i think it would have been significant i do think and i put this on twitter last night too that and you never would have thought this a couple months ago but in terms of running backs, tight ends, wide receivers, which group would you rather have? And although he's played really poorly, I think Cooper's still the number one guy of, of the of either team. But overall, I'll take Kansas City's weapons over the Raiders. I mean, Tyreek Hill is a difference maker and a unbelievable burner and stop start. And now Macklin's coming back, and he didn't have to do anything last night, but I would think he has some good games ahead of him. Kelsey's a total superstar. I'll take Ware over Murray, you know. I mean, these guys, not to mention Conley and Wilson. and I mean, the, the KC has a lot going for them on offense right now, and they're hard to prepare for. The Reed-Smith combination from a mental preparation, what they throw at you perspective is really working out well. Um, pretty darn impressive. They're going to be hard to play against. You know, now the Raiders are a five seed, <laughs> you know, which is crazy talk. Um, 
Well, let's, let's see what else I have here. A lot of th- early three and outs for the Raiders. Um, they punt, and then they have to punt again. And, you know, Collinsworth made the, the comment that, you know, you're going to be winded after running like crazy down the field and you have to do it again. And on cue, Hill takes it to the, the punt to the house for a second touchdown of the night. Once again, you're seeing big, big plays on defense and special teams from Kansas City. And that worries me. I don't know if that's sustainable, but... Wow, I mean, it's unbelievable. And Hill, they kept kicking the Hill last night, though. Why? Why would you kick to this guy? I don't understand that. With a little bit over five minutes left in the half, um, Kansas City lost Derek Johnson. And that's obviously a really unfortunate loss. It's an Achilles. He's out for the year. That certainly seemed to take some wind out of Kansas City and... Uh, Oakland started to make it a lot more competitive from that point on. Not that the guys that came in played poorly, but uh, I I do think that was somewhat of a turning point. That's going to be a difficult loss to overcome. It stinks that we're talking about all these things. You know, like Earl Thomas and Gronk and uh, Derek Johnson now. I mean, foundation Pro Bowl players that are gone for the rest of the year. Brutal league, man. A um, couple other notes here. You know, right after that, I mean, Oakland has a TD drive to finish the half. Um, Smith then throws an interception very early in the second half, and then the Raiders had to settle for a field goal. And they, you know, it's they make it twenty-one thirteen. I mean, there were some gifts that the Raiders left on the field. Uh, much like last week, Carr was never under center. I mean, I, I really think that's an indication that he does not want that ball snapped into what must be a very bad pinky finger. Um, but, you know, when I mentioned there it was 21-13, they settled for that, that field goal. First play, the Kansas City gets the ball back. Mack with a great strip sack. Raiders recover. And the Raiders get no points after that. You know, getting the ball in good territory. They, they didn't move the ball well at all. Bad snap on the field goal. Still 21-13. I mean, with those gifts, you've got to take advantage against a quality opponent, especially in their building um, Carr did not play well. I mean, there's no way around it. I'm going to dismiss that to the finger. I mean, I, he just didn't throw the football well. Um, there was two easy touchdowns. I remember Rashard early in the games coming down the right sideline. He beats Peters, who's, you know, a huge risk taker, and that risk he, he, he failed on. Carr misses him just by a little. And then the crazy play was in, in the second half, Cooper's, you know, extend the play a little bit. Cooper gets behind Peters as well. Carr throws it up, and Cooper looks like he's totally lost and can't find the ball. It wasn't a perfect throw, but there was enough air under it that Cooper could have, should have been able to make a play on it. And then I got a tweet today from one of one of you dudes out there saying, there's a rumor that the ball like grazed or nipped the the, the spider cam. You know how the, the, the cam that goes over the field, and it's like two cords, and it... Uh, supposedly, and they didn't catch it on the broadcast. I don't know if that's true or not. That would make sense because it sure seemed like Cooper lost it in the lights or the wind or something weird happened. He's too good a player just to look that baffled by a, a ball that isn't all that hard to track. But, I mean, that's huge too. I mean, imagine those two plays, how much different this game goes and what we're talking about today as opposed to, you know, the, 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 the final result. But I will say um, they... The receivers over Carr didn't play well, but the receivers overall didn't help him either. I mean, this team drops a lot of passes. Crabtree's dropped a lot lately. Cooper historically has. That's a little bit surprising. 
And who would have thought Oakland would win the turnover battle too and still lose? I mean, this, this defense special teams big plays from Kansas City is unbelievable. Um, meanwhile, the Chiefs are sitting pretty. They're going to be a really tough out. I could make the argument they're the best team in the AFC. They're 21-3 and in their last 24 games. You know, remember that streak that was everyone was talking about and then, uh, and, you know, they lost one so nobody really brought it up for a while. Well, I mean, they lost one. <laughs> yeah, they're 21-3 and in their last 24. I do think the Johnson injury is, is big. Um, never want to hurt your Johnson. Um, but I don't think the Raiders are out of it either. You know, wild card's a lot tougher road in the AFC. I mean, if you're the five seed, that means you probably go to Houston or Indy or in maybe Tennessee, and they're, they're probably favored in that game. And then you got another road game, though. I mean, assuming you win that one. So, good game, good stuff. Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details. All right, let's get into the 1 o'clock slate picking games. Steelers at Bills. This will be a real test for the Steelers' run defense. I mean, the Bills run the ball basically as well as anyone not named Dallas. Uh, McCoy's playing unbelievable right now. Taylor's also a running threat, of course. Um, I don't know what to expect from Watkins. Sounds like Woods might return. So, you know, the Bills' offense, I think, will present challenges, without a question. And from what I understand, weather's supposed to be awful. Not only cold, but blustery and nasty and windy and, and precipitation, snow and... Um, and for that reason, I'm leaning towards Buffalo. For, you know, I, If I knew it was in a dome or the weather was fine, I would take the Steelers going away. And the reason is Roethlisberger, the Steelers, are still an elite, big play, passing, deep throwing team. And the Bills are allowing far too much in that regard. Um, but if you can't throw because of the weather, I think that favors Buffalo huge. However, Le'Veon Bell ain't too shabby either. You know, I'm taking the Steelers. I still think Roethlisberger and the Steeler weapons have more success through the air. But I expect a close game. I could really see the Steelers' defense struggling against McCoy. You know, they've been really much better the last three weeks, but they haven't been tested like they will in this one. Weather's a huge key here, though. If it's if, if it changes between now and then and it sounds like it's going to be pretty clear, I think that favors the Steelers a ton. I got the Chargers winning in Carolina, reluctantly. They're playing better. Panthers just looked terrible last week. But part of me is like, you know, Keekly could be back. Um, this is a proud team that was 15-1 and in the Super Bowl last year. Just got embarrassed on national TV. Uh, are they going to lay down again and get steamrolled? Or is the season over for them and they're done? You know, and the Chargers are still playing hard. I don't know what to really make of this one. I think that we'll see Casey Hayward, uh, and I wrote an article about him in this defense this, this past week. Check that out. I think he'll be on Benjamin a lot. Um, Benjamin doesn't play every snap either. I mean, their receivers haven't been very good. And you look at Carolina as a whole, let's say they lose short and 
uh, you know, they don't have the foundation on that roster that a lot think. You know, I mean, Newton and Keekley and, you know, Thomas Davis is older and Khalil's older and the line could use work. And they kind of need everything right now this offseason. Um, I could see dark times still ahead for the Panthers. I'm not sure that it's a one offseason fix and boom, you're back to 15-1 and one and, you know, Cam's the MVP again. I'll take the Bengals going into Cleveland because Cleveland's bad and they'll probably go winless. But this could be their win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know Cincy just won a big game or, you know, in a convincing fashion, but I don't think Philadelphia is any good. I think they've come back to the pa- or back to reality, back to garbage in a big way. Um, you got to think the Browns will be given everything they got. RG3 back. I would think there's going to be deep shots. I'm not super impressed with the Bengals' defense and secondary or pass rush. I don't love their weapons either. I mean, I think this is a close game where Cleveland balls of the walls. This is our last opportunity to really, you know, get a convincing, you know, get a win and not be a winless team. I'm still taking Cincinnati, but I bet it's not a blowout. I bet Cleveland hangs around and hangs around and makes this one interesting. Bears go to the Lions, and the Bears are doing some good things despite massive adversity. And I really hope people don't think, boy, we got to blow this thing up. I mean, I think the Bears are in a lot better shape roster-wise than the Jets or the Browns or the Niners or, you know, not Jacksonville. Jacksonville is a good roster. Um, they certainly need things, but I think this organization's slowly going in the right direction. But I think they're in a long day for, against the Lions. That I think they'll abuse the middle of the field. Those linebackers are out for the Bears. Bears secondary is overachieved, but Stafford's playing really, really well. Lions defense looks a lot better, a lot healthier. Not that it's great, but it's not dreadful. And I can't, I can't say I'm a huge Barkley believer as well as he's playing. Um, it's great, but, you know, can Jordan Howard control this game? Maybe, but I don't think. In Detroit, game Detroit, I don't think Detroit stumbles in this one. Texans at Colts. I think the easy choice is you just take the Colts because Houston's horrible. And I just wrote an article about that too, you know, that the, about their defense actually, kind of praising it. Um, and I think their defense should be able to hang with the Colts reasonably well, but it doesn't sound like Jonathan Joseph's playing. He's played really well. Pass rush isn't what it used to be. Luck's out of his mind and has all of his weapons right now. I mean, and at home. I'm going to take the Colts in a, in a game that means a lot, obviously, in this division. Can Osweiler and company move the ball against this bad defense? I mean, you would think. I think Vontae Davis will probably be on Hopkins pretty much exclusively. And I guess that favors the Colts, especially considering who's just, you know throwing the ball for the Texans. I like Indy, but... Man, I mean, I, I keep thinking Houston might be better, but they're bad on special teams. Their defense is okay. Yeah, their defense is good. I mean, and I urge you to read that article. It's pretty much praising, despite bad circumstances, no Watt, you know, no help from offense or special teams. It's a tough slate of offenses they've faced. I think Houston's D is legit. But, man, the offense is hard to count on. Much like Jacksonville's uh, offense is very hard to count on. Um, but I don't trust the Vikings either. I mean, the Vikings in Jacksonville, I think this game honestly might be under 20 points scored. It might be 9-6. You know, the two really good defenses. Jacksonville's D is good. And I don't think Bradford, zero running game, zero deep threat. 
is going to move the ball at all against these guys. The Vikings are out. You know, Harrison Smith's out for the year. There's another one that, you know, a great player that's out for the year that we're not going to see the rest of the way. They don't score points, you know. On the, I just think Bortles probably throws two or three picks, and you know, I, defense might score in this one or special teams. They are the better team, but man, I bet this is really low scoring, and Jacksonville could easily win it. You know, if Bortles plays okay, that would go a very long way. But I'm not sure any of us think that that's, you know, probable. Arizona at Miami. There's a lot of close. There's a lot of tough games to pick this week. It, and I'm going to take Arizona. I really worry about their ability to protect the passer in this game on the road. Their line stinks. Palmer doesn't get out of the way. Miami rushes really well. But I also saw how Flacco just picked those zones apart last week. And I think Fitzgerald has a giant day. I think Johnson has a big day. The other receivers chip in. And then the other side of the ball is where I really like Arizona's advantage here. You know, that I think you get Peterson on Parker. Yeah. Peter Parker, how about that? Um, Matthew, probably on Landry. Really good pass rush. Really good run defense. Ajayi might do fine, but I don't think he'll blow up. And I I always talk about how I like Miami's offense going the right direction, but I think they're overmatched against Arizona's D, which is really, really good. Another, this one is not hard for me to pick. I think Washington blows the doors off the Eagles. Whatever the spread is, I'll give it to you. I want Washington. They're... Their defense hasn't played well. You know, that's that's the story that doesn't get reported, it seems like, is the Eagles' D has been bad lately. They don't rush the passer very well. Their corners are getting exposed. That's a huge problem against the, the weapons that Washington has, and as well as Cousins playing. You know, and I think to beat the Redskins, you run all over them. Can, can Philly do that to anyone? No. They don't really have a running back. They're, I don't like their receivers at all. I think Washington rushes a passer quite well in this one, and Wentz takes hits. I don't think this is a good matchup at all for the Eagles, and this is a Redskins blowout. Fall has arrived at JCPenney, the perfect time to refresh your home. From now until Sunday, get up to 50% off select comforter sets, furniture, and the most comfortable mattresses from top brands like Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, Beautyrest, and more. And save 50 to 60% on select sheet sets, plus an extra 15% with your coupon on select home items. Hurry and soon. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Coupon valid 928-109 on select home items, furniture, and mattresses. Prices valid 928-101. Selections vary by store while supplies last. Savings on regular and original prices. Intermediate markdowns may have been taken. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. All right, another tough game, Saints at Bucks. And I would think on paper you look at this and say, boy, Tampa's playing great, Winston's phenomenal, they're at home. Yeah, yeah, all those things are true. But Drew Brees against a predominantly zone defense with that's playing well but isn't loaded. You know, I think the, the Saints are going to have matchups all over the place to their liking. And Brees... Puts the youngster in his place a little bit. Like, you know, Jameis, you know, your turn's right around the corner. You're going to be phenomenal, but I'm still here. And I just dropped 450 on you guys and four touchdowns. Ingram has a big day. Uh, Bro slows down Evans, but doesn't stop him at all. Um, I could see Tampa having a nice game on the ground, too. A lot of points in this one. I I like the Saints, though. I I think the Saints can hang with anyone. I think that offense can really be a problem. This one's going to be a little bit of cup of mud, a little bit upset special here. I'm taking the Titans at home over Denver. Sounds like Simeon's going to play. That's big. Lynch has really struggled. He's further away than I thought. Um, But Titans at home. 
coming off a bye. You would think they'll be extra fresh, although teams have not been phenomenal off bye this week, this year. You know, it, to beat Denver, you want to be more physical and you want to run the ball right at them. And I think this is kind of the perfect team to do that. I, I think their line would can control the line of scrimmage a fair amount. I don't think they'll have to throw a whole lot. And when they do, I think they'll be in trouble. That I don't think the Titans receivers get away from, you know, the corners, the, 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 the coverage of Denver. And Von Miller's obviously a problem. But the other side of the ball, too, I mean... I think the way you beat the Titans is just attack their secondary. Simeon coming off injury doesn't inspire me to do that well, and I don't think Denver runs the ball well at all. Um, I, you can make it. I just think that this isn't a wonderful matchup for Denver. I could see them stubbing their toe here in Tennessee, a game the Titans need to win. You know, don't quote me on this one, but I just kind of think that this sets up pretty well for Tennessee, that they should be the more physical team on the ground and, and win a low-scoring tight game. This next one, ooh. Jets at Niners. I'm taking the Niners, but only because they're home. I don't know why. We're going to get Kaepernick versus Petty. And I do think they're the right quarterbacks to start. If I was in charge of those organizations, that's who I would be playing. Man, I mean, the Niners' weapons are so bad. And Hyde, you know, they're going to run the ball a lot. But the Jets' run defense is pretty good. Is it on the road? How you know? What's the effort level of these two teams going to be like? I hate to even say that. Niners are not good on defense. Could Forte have a big game and Marshall maybe? But Petty, I don't trust at all. Uh, I, yuck! I, I'm taking the Niners at home, but uh, I, ugh, barf. Seattle goes into Green Bay in a really good game and gets a win. Um, Nick Perry is out for the year. It's another really good player that isn't a household name that will be missed in a big way. Edge pass rusher. Um, Earl Thomas is out for this game. I think Rodgers can have some success. Probably see, I would say, probably see Sherman on Jordy, or maybe he just sticks at his left corner spot because I think Adams is every bit the player Jordy is anymore. Uh, maybe they just stay static with that, and especially with Earl being out. But it, it, I think that the Packers should protect pretty well. I don't think they'll run at all. It doesn't sound like James Starks will be any kind of factor. It's going to be Ty Montgomery. It's going to be Kristen Michael. Um, but I just don't like the other side of the ball for Green Bay, You know, especially without Perry. I don't know how they slow Jimmy Graham down. I think Seattle will have some success on the ground for sure. I think Rawls looks good. I think Wilson will have a very big game. Uh, this could be an old-fashioned shootout. You know, Wilson versus AR battling it out. Two quarterbacks playing at a really high level. Could see a fair amount of points. But I like Seattle's D more than I like Green Bay's D. And I like Seattle's O more than I like Green Bay's O. I know it's in Green Bay, a game they have to win. And it wouldn't shock me if they did. But I like Seattle. Falcons go to the Rams. The Falcons have some injuries. I don't think it matters. It sounds like Jake Matthews is going to play. Uh, considering his last name, we probably should never doubt him. He'll probably play, like I said, the next 180 games in a row. Pro Bowl level. That's huge. You know, I think Quinn's going to be playing. I think that line can cause problems. You know, Ryan will get hit. But I also think Atlanta should be able to run the ball reasonably well. It sounds like Trumaine Johnson's likely to follow Julio, who's banged up. He always has something with his foot, and it has to be frustrating. Um, but I still think that favors Julio. 
they have so many weapons. I don't know if the Rams linebackers, safeties can hang with even the Hoopers and Coleman's and you know the other peripheral receivers. And the key here is where do the Rams get offense? And you kind of look at it and think, if if Todd, if you can't, Gurley, if you can't run the ball at home against Atlanta, come on, you know, I mean, and I'm not even just blaming him, but this line, if you can't get something going on the ground again in this situation, this late in the year, come on, you know, I mean, then this is a lost cause, and I tend to think it is for this year, of course. Um, we'll see what Goff does. Yeah, no true font. I like Atlanta. I just can't. Con- I just can't think how the Rams' offense keeps up with the Falcons' offense, no matter what the defenses say. Sunday nighter. The last team to hand the Cowboys a loss. It sounds like a million years ago, and I'm going to write an article about this one too today. Uh, Cowboys visit the Giants. Um, starting to be kind of desperate times for the Giants. Assuming, like I said, I think Washington wins huge. I still think Dallas wins this game. The Giants are very hard to run on, and that's obviously a problem. But Pierre Paul is out. He's a great run defender, and he's a great player. Um, I would imagine we see Janoris on Dez. He's kind of been their follow corner, but their secondary in general has been really good. Um, Rogers Cromartie will be the slot against Beasley, and he's played pretty well. Um, Apple will be on Williams. You know, Maybe Witten has a big day. I think Elliott will run on these guys, but it might take a while. Uh, this isn't a wonderful matchup for Dallas's offense, you know, and, and we saw that very early in the year. But I think the offense has evolved a lot since then, and especially Elliott hadn't really knows what it takes to succeed at this level much more than he did you know, early, early in the season after playing very little and during the, the preseason. Uh, t- totally understandable. Prescott's obviously a lot more comfortable, a lot more experienced in that game. Um, Odell could go off. Eli could go off, but I don't like the way Eli's playing. Can the Cowboys pass rush get there consistently? I tend to doubt it. But I don't think the Giants run the ball. I, I don't think this is a necessarily a great played game or a great matchup for Dallas, but I think they figure out a way to win. And I think the Giants are, like I said, this last month I don't think goes all that well for them. Last game... Really good slate. Week 14 is going to be fun. I'm going to take the upset special. The Ravens go into New England and win. And I would assume, and it's probably not exactly you know classified information at this point, that New England is not going to come out with LeGarrette, Blount, Devlin, the fullback, two big tight ends, and just try to pound into the Ravens' run defense. I mean, that, I don't think you'll see that tactic at all. Well, I think we'll see very little Blunt. I think this will be... White and a huge breakout game for Lewis. You know, remember how good Lewis was last year? I think this is the ideal situation. Brady in the gun, spread him out, uh, as many receivers as he can on the field, probably a lot of uh, 11 personnel with Lewis, Bennett. I'm not sure Bennett's all that healthy. Three receivers, quick, quick passing game, run after catch, get those guys on linebackers. You know, so, so Matt, why do you like the Ravens? <laughs> well... I don't love them. You know, I do think that they will make New England one-dimensional. And I think that defense will, you know, tackle and do well against, you know, a non-Gronk-led passing attack. The other side of the ball, maybe it's false hope, but I'm starting to... The way Flacco played, I tend to think he's back. And I think those weapons are pretty good. Uh, Do we get Butler on Wallace or Steve Smith? 
that'll be interesting to me. I would say Wallace is more the number one. Um, Smith, though, is a pretty good matchup. It'd be nice to take him away if you're New England. Oh, big yawn there. Sorry. Didn't want to catch that. But anyways. Um, I just don't think that the Ravens, of all the teams in the league, just seem like the one that's least intimidated to go into New England on Monday night and hang with Brady and Belichick. You know, they've had success there. They're a very stable organization. Harbaugh's a great coach. They're great on special teams. Flacco's inflappable. You know, that this... I think this is going to be a whale of a game and maybe an AFC championship preview. Maybe, you know, if the Patriots blow their doors off, would any of us be shocked? No, but I think Baltimore hangs to the end and figures out a way. And is is that wonderful X's and O's analysis by me? No, I just think that their defense is awful tough to play against. Secondary is getting better. I think the offensive weapons are improving. I think Flacco's better than he looks. I think he's closer to the player last week than he's been, you know, most of the season. So there you have it. Some tough games to pick. So please don't go uh, betting your mortgage checks or your kids' uh, college funds on on my picks here because I don't feel especially confident in about half of these. Um, So that's it. Uh, You want some further analysis on these games, check out the... Locked on Ravens, locked on Patriots, whatever you want. Get a lot more in-depth analysis, a whole show, probably just on that game today from all the way across the network. Good stuff. Have a fantastic weekend. Drop me a note on Twitter, at Williamson NFL. Be well. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17